fun doing today? Well, let's believe God together and let's get into the Word. And uh, the Word changes things. Amen? The Word will bring you up. The Word will take you over. You know, you, um, sometimes we come up to a... a sir, I remember when I used to lift a lot. There, there are levels you'll go to. Anybody ever lifted weights? And you can go to a level and you can get stuck for weeks on it. As you can see, I don't go to those levels very often. <laughs> I go one level. <laughs> but you go to, sir, I remember when I got to 300 pounds on the bench press. And it took me several weeks to go past 300. And, uh, but you know what happened is somebody encouraged me. Somebody, somebody, you know, I, I, you know, people don't think that helps, man. You're down there on that bench, and you got people saying, "You can do it." Come on, Dave. You've done this. You've done this. This is next. You can do it. And they're and they're for you. That's that's why we have family. We got to be for each other. You know, when something's going on in our lives, you say, "Hey, you, you can do this. You 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 did this. You did this. Remember this, and you can do this." And we get people past a hump, right? Anybody ever been back in a hump in their faith walk, right? You just need a little nudge, and you get over that hump. And that's what we do. We nudge each other, and I did do 300. And glory to God, went quite a ways past that. So, not anymore. <laughs> just just lift. No, no. Yeah. Have no desire to, actually. <laughs> Thought, decided I was going to one day and said, no, nah, you know what, I'm just going to lift every now and then when I can. And tr- then, then I figured out I don't have a lot of time, so. Walk. Walk. Jog. Anyway, exercise. <laughs> okay. Let's not, let's not get into helping Dave right now. Let's let the Lord help. But uh, anyway, uh, in- encouragement, strength and courage is a big part of the Christian walk. Um, I was talking to a friend, of, actually a person in my, no, I won't say who. Anyway, I was talking to someone this past week, and someone had called them, and we're talking about Christianity, and people have said this before, that all Christianity is a bunch of weak people who need a crutch. You know, they, they can't do it on their own, so they need a crutch. Christianity is just a crutch. It's for weak-minded people who can't do it on their own. And actually, they are way wrong, because what it is is that they can't trust God, and so they don't want to. They don't want to put their life in someone else's hands. They don't want to believe something greater than them, and so they put their life in their own hands. Christianity is not for the faint of heart. And God said many times to, to strengthen your heart, to, to guard your heart, because Christianity is not for the faint of heart. Christianity is a walk of faith. It is a walk of strength. It is a walk of courage. And it is a daily walk that does not quit, that does not stop, and that encourages everyone it comes along with and is here for others. Amen? It's not, we're, we're not here for ourselves. Your life isn't your own anymore. It's God's, and He's going to use it to bless everyone He can. Amen? And so, and you know what? There's nothing tougher than when your life's not your own. I mean, just this weekend, I got a call. Of course, you know who probably called me. And I had plans, and they got changed. Why? Because my life's not my own. My life's not my own. I don't get to decide every day what Dave's going to affect is. I don't get to decide most any day what Dave's going to do. Amen? <laughs> And it's okay. I'm not complaining one bit. 
Amen? And, and we're going to do this together. We're going to do this as a family. And we're going to come out of this ahead. And we're going to do it the way God says do it. And we're going to do it in strength. And we're going to do it with courage. Amen? And we're not going to quit. And we're not going to be back down. We're not weak. We are the strong of heart. Amen? Look at Joshua. Let's start in Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. You know, God said, Jesus said, the path's narrow, didn't he? Yes. Everybody would like to think, well, you know, if I get in faith, it's all up, all downhill from there. Sure it is, downhill on the narrow path, yes. right? right? It's a narrow path. There's only one way to do it. That's why it's narrow, right? God's not mean. He just made a right way. If you have a right way, you don't need two ways. Hallelujah. Amen. How many ways do you need when you got a right one? Let's well, see, there's the right way, and everything else is wrong. So the path is narrow, right? But it's a good path. And on that path, we have good things happening, and we do good things while we're... Glory to God. I'm going to get happy real quick. Thank you, Lord. Joshua 1, verse 6. Be strong and of good courage. That's what God says. Who's he talking to? Joshua. Why do you reckon he's telling him to be strong and good, of good courage? He, he already knows his plan for Joshua. <laughs> All right? So he's just going to start him out and say, Hey, your faith is going to have to be steadfast and you are not going to be able to fear. Strong and of good courage. Why? Because he knows that he's going to send him to take the land, and he's going to do it by marching around and shouting. <laughs> what if he had just started out by that? Joshua, see the land with all the giants in it? With the wall that reaches up a long ways and so wide that chariots drive on it? You're going to take that land, and you're going to do it by marching in a circle and shouting. <laughs> I reckon be strong and going to have good courage was a good thing to start with. Amen? What's he telling him? He's saying, what I've got for you to do, Christianity's not for the faint of heart. What I've got for you to do is not for the faint of heart. You need to be strong and of good courage. Verse 7, after he talks to him, two sentences again. Only be strong and, a ver and be, what does it say? Be thou strong and very courageous. He's not going to stop at just courageous. He's going to say, you know what? You better be strong. And I, go, go another step. Very courageous. Amen. I mean, when God says very in front of a word, that's God that said it. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about the guy that looked out and, and then created the world. Yes. And he just put very in front of a word. Yeah. This is his vision. How, you reckon his vision of very is bigger than yours? Yes. So if he says be very courageous... You better be very courageous. But then he goes on, he says, be, be, be thou strong and very courageous that you may do, that you may observe and do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. In other words, what did he say? He said, you're going to have to be strong and very courageous to do this. Right? Yes. Guess what? Same word to you today. Be strong 
and very courageous because what God has for you to do in this earth, you can't do unless you are. You can't do it. We, that's why the devil tries to get us discouraged and afraid and dismayed and confused and every other thing. Because we can't do what God has us to do unless we're strong and very courageous. Strong and courageous. You know what the title of my sermon is? Strong Courageous. Strong Courageous. All right? That's strong and courageous. Strong Courageous. Be strong and courageous. People who are strong and courageous are strong courageous. And we will do all that He's commanded Him. Then He says, don't turn to the right, don't turn to the left, that you may prosper in where you go. What's He saying? One path, one way. The way, God, the way I told Moses to tell you to do it, that's the way to do it. You can be strong and courageous. Why? Because you can trust Me. You can trust God. Be strong and courageous because I've told you how to do it. Amen? Amen. It's, <laughs> you guys with me? Yes. If God tells you how to do something, you reckon you got the instructions right? Yes. We don't need to look for another way. What's He saying? Don't look over here. Don't look over here. That's not the way to do it. I've already showed you the way. Don't, get, don't veer off. You'll get discouraged and afraid on these other places. In my path, you'll say strong and courageous, and you'll prosper everywhere you go. Verse 8, how do you do it? Book of the law, my word coming out of your mouth. What are you speaking? Strength and courage. What are you, sprint, what are you speaking? God's will and, and my way. Right? God's will is my way. Right? You're speaking strength and courage. You meditate in it day and night. Why? Because if you meditate in something else, you'll get discouraged. You'll get afraid. If you, if you go home, and I'm not saying don't watch the news, but if you don't get in the Word of God and you spend all your time in a newspaper and, on the new, and watching the news, you are going to be discouraged and afraid. First of all, they're not going to tell you the good news. They, they, it's, it doesn't sell papers. It don't sell TV. Right? right? They're not going to tell you the good news because there's way more good things happening in the world today than bad. Way more good things. You know what? Somebody just got saved. Somewhere, somebody just got saved. People are getting saved every minute. Somebody's getting saved all the time. There's way more good things happening than bad. Amen? But your focus has to be on God and His Word. If you're going to accomplish the things, if we're going to accomplish the things that God has for us to do, our focus has to be in His Word and what He's told us to do. Go back to the verse. Meditate on, on how, how, when? Day and night. So what's that exclude? So it doesn't matter if you hear a bad report because you're already meditating on the good report. The bad report just goes right over your head. Because all you heard was, if God be for me, who can be against me? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You're meditating in His Word day and night. By His stripes I am healed. You're meditating in His Word day and night. The bad report, it's going away. Why? Because you're strong and courageous. Because you're staying in His Word. And His Word brings strength and it brings courage. Right? You don't, you, you, if you read the Word of God and get afraid, you're misreading it. <laughs> right? 
Because if all you knew is I'm saved, nothing else should matter. It's like Brother Moore said, worst of worst happens, you go to heaven. Woo. Oh, no. Glory to God. Meditate on it day and night and do. So you say and you do. You say and you do. You want to stay strong? You want to be courageous? Say and do what God says, what God does. What God says, what God does. What God says, what God... Day and night. That'll keep you strong. That'll keep you courageous. And what will happen if you do? For thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then you shall have good success. You won't just have success. You'll have good success. Huh? That's like very courageous, good success. If God puts good in front of a word that already means good, <laughs> glory. That should get us excited. You mean I'm going to do better than succeed? I'm going to have good success? Glory to God. How do you do it? You be strong and courageous. Right? Because guess who don't get this? Quitters and fainters. Right? No quitters, no fainters. Why? Because quitters and fainters looked at the wrong thing. They turned to the right, they turned to the left, they looked at something else. What, what, what happened? How strong was Peter when he was looking at Jesus? He was so strong he could walk on water. He was strong and courageous. Why? He's in the middle of the ocean. I'm reckoning that's strong and courageous to even get out of the boat. But what happened? Wind, waves... Fear, dismayed. Right? When our focus is on the right things, when we are looking at the Word of God, when we are looking at the truth of God's Word, when we're looking at the, at the plan of God, then we stay encouraged and strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. It was God's power that had Him on the water. It wasn't Peter's power. But when we look away from that power, we look at another power that is no power. Amen? And we become discouraged and afraid. Right? <laughs> Cowardly. Right? we want, we got to have courage. We don't want to be cowardly. We're going to have courage. Cowardly lion. <laughs> you guys, we're not going to be the cowardly lion. Right? What the coward? He said, If I were king of the forest... You know why he wasn't king of the forest? He was afraid. You want to be king of the forest? Be strong and of good courage. <laughs> you didn't think I'd do it again, did you? Hey. If it makes me see the Word of God better, it'll make you see I don't care. I like the Word of God. Do all I've commanded you, and everything you do, you'll have good success. And then in verse 9, verse 9, there's Dad. Just like your mom, when you, uh, did you get your coat? Yeah, I'll get my coat, Mom. You're about to go out the door, did you get your coat? I told you I'd get my coat, Mom. You're out on the step, did you get your coat? This is God saying, be strong and of good courage. Hey, did I tell you? Be strong and good, get and very courageous. Let me t- let me tell you one more time. Why? Because he's God. He loves you. 
glory to God. And he says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and in good courage. And then he goes a little further. He says, what your mom would say, it's cold outside. I don't want something bad happening to you. What did he say? He said, don't be afraid, don't be dismayed. And then he gave the kicker. (laughs) For the Lord your God, He (laughs) is with thee wherever you go. Well, he just got strong and courageous all in one sentence. Not not only do I, God is going with me. It doesn't matter where you're going if God's going with you, does it? It, it makes no difference where you're going if God's going with you. You now have someone bigger and badder than anything that can come against you. There is no weapon that can be formed against you. There is nothing that can now come against you that you can't overcome. Woo! Glory to God. Because God's going with me. <laughs> now Joshua's like, strong and courageous is me. <laughs> Why? God's going before him. I remember when I was a kid. I got an older brother. I probably told you this before, but he was meaner than me. And he liked to fight. So I got him in fights. <laughs> right? Man, I was strong and courageous. I'd walk right up to those people and I'd say, Hey, you want to fight? And they'd say, Sure. And I'd say, Here's my brother. <laughs> Doggone right. Why? He was with me. I wasn't afraid of them. Why? He was fighting for me. <laughs> and he didn't mind. <laughs> as far as I knew, he'd never been beaten up, so it was all good for me. I hope I never got him beaten up. <laughs> Glory to God. But you can be real strong and courageous when you know the Lord God, the Creator of heavens and earth, the One that created the enemy that you're about to destroy. is with you. The one that overcame death, hell, and the grave is with you. Glory to God. You can do anything. And you can be strong. And you can be of good courage. Amen? Amen. We're not going to lose our courage, are we? We're going to get more courageous. We're going to get strong or rageous. Amen? Amen. What is discouraged? Look at uh, Numbers 21.4. Whew. I'm happy already. But I've already heard this one, so it was good. First time was good. I never hear it till I say it, so. You know that. You can study all day long, and then you don't know how God's going to say it, so. Glory to God. Numbers 21, verse 4. It says, And they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to compass the land of Edom. And the soul of the people was much discouraged. Much discouraged. God just said much discouraged. How discouraged do you reckon they were? <laughs> More than we can even think of. Because God called them much discouraged. If God calls you much discouraged, you better get in the Word. Huh? They were much discouraged. Why were they much discouraged? The way was hard. The way, it's so hard. It's it's so hard. Brother, you just don't know what I'm going through. You don't understand. You haven't been there. Anybody ever heard these sentences or said them? I have. 
you know. I've, I've said them while people were preaching. This message, probably. And I said, well, they don't understand what bills I got. They would be discouraged, too, if they saw my bills. They don't know, they don't know what's going on in my life. They don't know that I got three companies bankrupted. They'd be very discouraged. They don't know what that guy just said to me. I have a right to be offended. The way is hard. That's how people say it, too. I wanted to go, but it was hard. Because, <laughs> you, you know, you got to make it believable. <laughs> it's hard, Mom. <laughs> Come on, pet me a little bit. You know, you ever notice God don't pet? <laughs> he don't pet you at all. He loves you too much to let you stay in those places. He won't. My mom, ooh, she wouldn't let me stay for a half a second in those places. She'd be all over me. Say, what are you saying the way's hard? You're a servant of the Most High God. There ain't such thing as a hard way for you. So get up, get your happy pants on, and get out there and do it. She would too, wouldn't she, Rick? She's done it to him. Once you were her kid, you were her kid. That's all there was to it. You didn't. The way is hard. People people are discouraged because they're seeing the way, and they're not seeing the God, the way maker. If God shows you the way, He is the way maker, and it will work, and it won't be hard. It'll be hard, but you won't even notice it. Right? If you, well, how hard is it if you're walking with God? Right? The way was hard, but He went before you. He cleared the path. He took care of everything. He made the way. Right? And people say, well, sure, but... Look, look what's down there. There's, that's what they were saying. There, there's giants and, and people that beat us up and, and the wall. and it, oh, oh no, lions and tigers and bears, oh my. Lions and tigers and bears, oh my. Isn't that what the cowardly lion was saying? Why? They were discouraged. They can't see God's way because they're discouraged. That's why the devil wants us discouraged because when we become discouraged, we no longer can see how we can do it. It becomes impossible. And what becomes impossible to us is now truly impossible. All things are possible with God and to Him that believe. If you believe it's impossible, then it is. Right? And so he wants you discouraged every day of your life and weak. Because when you're weak and discouraged, you'll sit and do nothing. Because guess what? It takes no energy to do nothing. So if you're weak and you're doing nothing, you don't have to expend any of the energy you don't have. <laughs> you don't. Quitting is the easiest thing in the world. Quitting is easy. Being strong and courageous is not for the faint of heart. Amen? Amen? It's for people who will look out there and they'll say, I'll be strong and courageous. I don't know what you've got for me to do, God, but I see your path, I see your way, and I will walk in it. Amen? 
And it doesn't matter what report comes up to them. It doesn't matter how many reports come up to them. Amen? Look at another one here. Here's what happens. Here, well, just look at verse 5. This is the next thing that happens after people get much discouraged. And the people spake against who? God. Oh, that's the devil. Oh, you know how, if you could see the devil smile, that's when he does it. When God's people speak against God, that will make the devil happier than anything that could ever happen. Why? Because you, you've taken away God's ability in your life and you're a horrible witness to the world. Yeah. You, you have eliminated your value in the earth. Right? Yeah, that makes the devil smile. Why? They spake against God and against Moses and, and then they whined. The sure sign of discouragement, whining. Oh. How can we do it? The way's so hard. There's rocks over here. There's a hill over here. You know, I've been walking with Kim. I told this Friday night. And, and here in Branson, walking ain't so fun. No. You know, we, we go and we start out and I'm like, oh, this ain't so bad. You know, we're walking. And pretty good. Downhill. Get around the corner, around the curve. I got much discouraged. I'm like, oh. There's a hill. That's not a hill. That's a mountain. That's not a mountain. <laughs> That's the biggest mountain in the world. Where, do, where are we, Denver? And the more I looked at it, the bigger it got. And I said, hey, maybe we should have brought the mule. It runs on gas and gets you right up that hill with no effort. The way was hard, and I got much discouraged. <laughs> And I whined, didn't I? Tommy, I don't like this walk in here. It's, let's walk a different direction. I even looked for a different direction the next time that might be easier. I looked at the path and I'm like, oh, if we walk down this hill, at least this hill's not quite so bad. And yeah. Much discouraged people look for another way to do it. Right? When you're much discouraged, you find another way, not God's way, to do it. Why? Because His way's hard. His way is too hard. Now He's hard. Now He doesn't care about you. And He sent you out underneath somebody that doesn't care about you. So now God don't care about me. My pastor don't care about me. My church don't care about me. Man, you need to shut up quick. Because you are getting much, much, much more discouraged. When you start talking about everybody that ain't doing and haven't done and aren't good and blah, blah. Ooh. Stop it now. Ask me how I know. Ain't because I heard you do it. I heard me do it. Not recently. <laughs> I'm strong and courageous. I am strong and courageous. Amen? They talked about and they complained about the goodness of God, even. The, the manna that God gave them. That, now that's not even good enough. Why? You're much discouraged. There's not going to be anything that fixes this for you. Right? That's what discouragement does. Why does the devil want us discouraged? We become ineffective in our walk with Christ. And we become nothing, no power against the enemy. Discouragement is a huge enemy. Courage is a huge weapon. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's look at another verse. Numbers 32. <clears throat> Two sure signs of discouragement. Bad eyesight, 
right? And whining. If you hear, if you see, if you if you see yourself not seeing it right, if you if you look at something and it looks greater than you, and you say, "I can't do that," then you're seeing it wrong. Because with God, you can do all things. Amen. 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 And then after you see it, if you start whining, <laughs> stop. Because you that's that's your that's your warning sign, like we talked about Friday night. Warning, warning, wine alert, wine alert, grumbling alert, right? None of that stuff. Verse thir- uh, Numbers 32, verse 9, And when they went up unto the valley of Eshcol and saw the land, they, were dis- they, they discouraged the heart of the children of Israel that they should not go into the land. So this is the next thing that happens to discourage people. They discourage others. You know what? The 12 people that went over in to spy out the land, he didn't send them over there to see if they could do it. Their job wasn't to see if they could take the land. He had already told them they could. It wasn't the, they weren't going to spy. They were going to see how good it was. And they were to bring back a report of the goodness of the land to the people of God so that they would be encouraged and go and take what God had gave, given them. He didn't say... Okay, go over there. I haven't seen what's happening on the other side of the wall. So what I need you guys to do is sneak over the wall and go into the land and tell me what kind of people are there and, and, and see how big they are and do they have some pretty good weapons because I'm not sure if, you, if we can do this or not. I'm just God. You know, and it's like when they got done and they came back, they're, they're, like, they're, they're like the tattletales. To God, because you know, God must not understand. God, come, come here. We just went to this land that you said we could have, and you probably don't know it. Amalekites, in, giants, yeah, in the land of milk and honey. You know the land you were going to give us. We're not going to get it. Sure, I, I know it was your plan, but it's my, it's my job, my duty, Lord, to tell you about these giants, right? You, thank you that you sent us into the land so that we could warn you that we can't have this land. That this is just not going to work out. Good, good, good thing that you, were, you had the foresight to send us smart ten men because these other two, they're crazy. <laughs> but these ten, and obviously the majority... The majority, and that's what they're here for, to discourage other people. Discourage people, misery, loves, company. Ooh, it's not a scripture, but it is so true. You get in your coffee talk. Oh, sit down with me. Oh, oh, sister, you don't know what I've had a pain here. I'm thinking heart attack soon. Money's gone. What about you? Oh, yeah, I've been sick too. Been sick every day, broke and poor. But you know, I'm believing God. But I, I'm just broke as I can be, and like unto death. You need another cup of coffee because this is going to take a while. We got to talk this stuff out, you know, because we've been believing God's word for a long time, and ain't nothing good happening for us. Have you seen the giants lately? They are big. 
They're getting fatter. They're getting stronger. They're taking up more space. I don't think we can do this. What do you think? No, I, there's no way we can do it. And, and then they'll get a whole group and they'll have a Bible study about discouragement. <laughs> discourage people, discourage people. They don't try to build you up and make you bigger and make you stronger. They go out and they tell you you can't do it. That's not us. We're strong and courageous people. We're Joshua and Caleb. And we look at them and we say, no, it's you that's crazy. We serve the God Most High. And He says, this is our land. I don't care if the giants are so big that that we can't see over ever. We will take this land. We're Joshua and Caleb. They were full of strength. Why? Because they believed the Word of the Lord. The Word of the Lord brings strength and courage. And when you have that Word in your heart and you hold tight to it, you won't slip back. You won't get off the bat. You won't see the giants. They didn't come back. They said, the grapes, whoo, the, the, the land is, ow, oh, wow. They didn't even talk about the giants. Why? Because they didn't care about them. Why? They're not an obstacle to God. Right? What's an obstacle to man is not an obstacle to God. I don't know what you're going through today, but it may be an obstacle to you, but it is not an obstacle to God. He he won't hurdle it. He'll remove it. Right? He didn't say, I'll give you, say unto the mountain, be, he didn't say, say unto the mountain, I'm climbing over you. He said, say unto the mountain, get out of the way. That's the God we serve. Amen? And that's the God they talked about. And then God got mad at him in verse 10. Why? Why? Because they not, they not only took away their blessing, they took away the blessing of the whole community. Nothing makes God more upset when He cannot bless His children. If you look at the times God gets mad, and everybody says, yeah, it's because they did this and because they did that. No, they took away His ability. It's not, it's not just punishment. It's God can't do it. You just took His ability away to bless you. You know, everybody sees it. Well, yeah, God had to punish them. Good, good lands. Look at them. They're in unbelief. Well, I hope He doesn't punish you and me every time we're in unbelief. Huh? Don't judge. <laughs> I remember I told you this. I'm going to tell you this again. I was reading this whole story of Exodus one day, and I said, God, how could they be this way? And He said, just the way you are. <laughs> we don't, I don't want to read these and, and judge them. I want to read them and see how not to do it. When you see something go wrong, don't judge the wrong. Say, Lord, how can that not happen to me? Lord, help me because I know I am much human just like they are. And I have the same abilities to fail, the same ability to look away, the same ability to not walk in Your grace as they do. Help me, Lord. Help me. Amen? We better go on. Exodus 6. What else does discouragement cause? Moses, uh, verse 9. Moses reported this to the Israelites. God had told him what to do, how to to get his children out of Israel, or out of of bondage. Gave him the whole plan. Moses goes back and reports it to the children of Israel. But they did not listen to him. 
because of their discouragement and cruel bondage. Discouragement causes deafness to good news. Discouragement will cause you not only to not listen, you won't hear it. Even when it's spoken, you won't hear what's said because you're too, you're too busy in your own little world. Uh, I don't know what Moses is talking about, but this, my, this is bad. This is bad. God's forgotten us. We're out here on our own, slaves, nothing good happening, and nothing good going to happen. Doom, gloom, <laughs> doom, despair, and agony on me. Glory. You know, and, but it causes hearing loss. You can't hear. You're, you're, you, you, are, you will quickly settle for the least when you're discouraged. You'll stay where you're at. You'll go backwards. If it's easier, why? You're discouraged. Well, it's just bad. Sure, the loan's 22%, but let's take it anyway. You know, we're, we're not going to make it anyhow. We might as well take the big loan. We're not going to make it anyway. We might as well do this. When you're discouraged, you don't care. You're, you're discouraged. You are in I'm going to quit mode. Like you know how you flip the mode on your heater and it says cool, heat, and automatic, and you flip yours and yours says I'm going to quit. You need to push the button again. The button and the next button says I'm going to get in the Word of God. And then it says I'm going to be strong and I'm going to be encouraged and I can do all things through Christ. And keep flipping that mode till you see the right thing. And get into I'm going to make it no matter what mode. Get into I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me mode. Get into He's my God and I can do all things. It's His might, not mine. Amen? That's our mode. We don't, we, don't, we don't quit hearing, right? When you feel yourself getting discouraged, even though the word, when somebody comes up to you and gives you a word or, or tries to encourage you and it grates you when they do. Yeah, yeah you've all been there, you know. Yeah. You're, you're discouraged and somebody comes up and says, oh, you're going to make it, brother. And you're just, oof. <laughs> not only am I not going to make it, you're not going to help me make it. <laughs> And if I needed that from you, I needed somebody to tell me how bad it was. And instead, you're trying to give me this word stuff. Even though it grates you, sit and listen for a minute. Because it ain't great in your spirit. It ain't great in your heart. It's great in your flesh. And it's killing some off. Amen? It's killing some off. And you're, gonna, you're getting ready to be encouraged. Amen? You're getting ready to be encouraged. We're, we're not of those who can't hear. We're the ones that can hear. Amen? Discouragement tries to come our way. Somebody comes up to say, hey, brother. Tell me who I am. And he'll say, you're the righteousness of God in Christ. Yes. Yeah, not by your power, but by His might. You can do all things. We got people. Amen. Glory to God. Deuteronomy 1, 28. Still talking about going into that land. And they said, whither shall we go up? Our brethren have discouraged our heart, saying the people are greater and taller than we are. People who are discouraged, man, they can take the story that's like this, and it's like this. It's huge. Oh, I cut my finger the other day, and it really wasn't, didn't seem that bad, but now it's in fact, I think they're going to have to amputate it. I just don't know how I'm going to make it. I may lose my arm. That's what happens to discouraged people. 
they become more discouraged and then they discourage others and they're discouraged and they have a little discouraged meeting and a discouraged church. and dis- <laughs> Right? It, it is infectious. But you know what's more contagious than anything? The Word of God, the goodness of God, the love of God. It is more, it will override any nasty infection of discouragement that can try to come our way. It's bigger, it's greater, it's gooder, it's... Ugh. There's no word. Amen? The people, they're greater. <laughs> they're taller. Ooh. And the city, it's oh, it's so... Whew. God, it's built like a fortress. And it's worse than that. The wall goes clear up to heaven. It's as big as God. The problem has gotten bigger than God now. That is the end of discouragement right there. You just reached death. When it's bigger than God, there's no hope. Discouragement brings hopelessness. Courage brings hope. Strength stands. Amen? It's not time to say, oh, oh, but you don't know. Oh, brother, if you could just see, well, you don't know what that guy did to me. You haven't... Oh, but the doctors and my husband and... Oh, I've been through the worst time. No! I don't care what you've been through. God loves you. God loves you so individually that He knew you would be here today just so He could hear you, just so you could hear me tell you that God loves you. He knew you'd be here today. And He wanted you to hear with your own ears that He loves you. He knew where you were going to be today. You think, you're, you think he got in church today and he said, Oh, look who's here! Oh my goodness! I never thought I'd see them in church again. He knew you would be here and he loves you. And not only does he love you, he's got an answer for what you're going through today. He's got an answer and he's got a way and it's not hard and it's going to work and it's going to cause you to overcome and be on the mountain and not in the valley. Don't sit there and say, no, that can never happen for me. That already has happened for you. All you got to do is grab it. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. The cities, they're great. The people are big. I don't care. I care about you. I don't care about the problem. God doesn't care about the problem. He cares about you. The problem is keeping Him from caring more. And when you look at the problem, he doesn't quit caring. He's trying to get your eyes off of it so that he can take that love and fix it. If you'll just get your eyes off of it for a moment, if you'll just put your eyes on him long enough for him to fix it, he will. You give him a crack and he will come through the door. Whew. I like it. First Chronicles 22. Verse 13 says, Then shalt thou prosper if thou takes heed to, the, to fulfill the statutes and the judgments which the Lord charged Moses with concerning Israel. Be strong and of good courage. Dread not nor be dismayed. People get discouraged when they get in fear. 
When you get out of faith and you begin to see the problem and be afraid of what can't happen, then you are going to be discouraged. You, are going to, you won't be encouraged. You won't have good courage. You won't be strong. You will be weak. Faith is steadfast. Why is it steadfast? Because it believes in the Word of God. It believes in the power of God. It believes in the love of God. It believes in the unfailingness. And that may not be a word, but that is today. The unfailingness of God. He has no ability to fail. And faith believes that. And it's strong and courageous. And it doesn't dread. And it doesn't get dismayed. It doesn't say, what? How? Oh, Oh, no. How are we going to do it? Oh, my gosh. And you see people and they're wandering around and they're they're wringing their hands. Oh, oh, no. I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know what we're going to do. That's dread and fear. That's dismayed. God's not, He's not confused. His plan never changes. And it's always good. It never changes and it's always good. We're not going to be afraid. We're not going to be dismayed. We're not going to be taken off the path. We're not going to become ineffective. We're going to be who God's called us to be, the way God's called us to be it. Amen? Amen. We don't have to be afraid. Why do men's hearts fail? Luke 21, verse 26. Everybody says, yeah, people are having heart attacks because things are going so bad in the world. They may be having heart attacks, but worse than that, Christians are quitting because they're watching too much of it. People say, well, yeah, that, that's the spiritual, I guess. That is, that, is the, that is the whole thing. It says, read, read the verse, 26. All you need to read is to the comma. Men's hearts failing them for fear. What happened to the children of Israel? It said their heart became discouraged. Exactly, it failed them. Why? Fear. What? We can't do it. It's impossible. Giant's too big, wall too tall. There's always going to be a reason you can fail. But you know what? There's always going to be a bigger reason you can't. Amen? Because we don't have to have our hearts fail us for fear of things coming on the earth. Because guess what? It doesn't matter what comes on the earth. We have Jesus Christ our Lord, and He's our advocate with the Father, and He's taking care of everything. Amen? He's our God. He's our, he, he's our Savior. Amen? It doesn't matter what the, what the world brings out. We've already overcome it. Hmm? And He's with us. He's with us. Psalm 27. Verse 14. It says, Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And He shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. What's he saying? He's saying sit back and relax? No, he's saying do what God told you to do and quit worrying about everything else. Be of good courage that he'll do what he said he'll do. He'll take care of you the way he said he'll take care of you. Serve him. Serve him. Serve the Lord. Be of good courage. What, what, what did he tell Joshua? He said meditate on my word day and night. That's waiting on the Lord. Do all that it says to do. What's he saying? He's saying listen, do. Listen, do. Right? Here, get faith, get action. Here, get faith, do action. Amen. What's he saying? And, and I'll strengthen your heart. Be of good courage. 
and the Lord will strengthen your heart. Look at verse 13. What's this start with? Oh, what? Oh, he must have been discouraged. He said, I'd have fainted. Unless, what did he say? I had faith. Unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You want to be encouraged? Believe this. You won't faint. That's what he said. He said, no way am I fainting. I'm believing and I'm going to see it here on this earth, the goodness of God. And then he said, wait. He said, I'm just going to do what God said. Be of good courage. He'll strengthen my heart. Wait. Glory to God. When the devil comes out and comes at you and he says, you know what's going to happen to you? You say, you wait and see. I'm going to wait. The devil can't do nothing to you. It's got no power over you. The world's economy has no power over you. The things going on to the, in this world today, the sickness, the disease, the, the junk, it's not part of you and has no part in you. We are, we are in the world. We're not of it. We are no longer part of it. We're just in it. Right? We're in it so people can see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Why is it important to see the goodness of God in the land of the living? Because if other people see the goodness of God, what's going to happen to them exactly? They're going to repent because the goodness of God leads men to repentance. I want him to be as goodness to me as he wants to be. Amen? Why did David believe these things? Because God told him he'd be with him over and over again. Why did Joshua believe these things? Because not only did he have his word and he did his word and he wasn't confused, he wasn't in fear, he wasn't dismayed, he had the word of the Lord and the final word was, I'll be with you. God said this over and over again. Jesus said it before He left. He said, Lo, I'll be with you even unto the end of the age. I'll be with you. God said it over and over in Joshua. Every time He talks about this, look at Joshua 1.9. He says, that we already read it once, but it says, For the Lord thy God, He goes with you wherever you go. Joshua 10.25, Joshua said to them, Don't be afraid, don't be discouraged, be strong and courageous. This is what the Lord will do to all enemies. What's He saying? The Lord's fighting your battles. What are you worrying about? The, wor- the Lord's got it. He's got it in hand. We don't have to be concerned. Deuteronomy 31.6 He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Deuteronomy 31.8 The Lord Himself goes before you, and He will be with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. What's He saying? I got this. I don't know what's going on in your life. I don't, it doesn't matter what the devil's throwing at us. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Why? We have our shield, our shelter, our fortress, our deliverer. We have our God. And He goes with us. Glory to God. Deuteronomy 31.23 Be strong and courageous, for you will bring the Israelites into the land I promised them on oath. I myself will be with you. The presence of God is the strength of God. And it should give you all kinds of courage. You now have the strength of God in your heart. 
so you can have the courage of God in your heart. Amen? Glory to God. First Chronicles 28.20, David also said to his son Solomon, Be strong and courageous and do the work. Do not be afraid or be discouraged, for the Lord God, my God, is with you. He will not fail you or forsake you until all the work of the temple of the Lord is finished. Amen. Glory to God. What do we have to fear? If God be for us... Who can stand against us? We should be encouraged. We should be so full of courage that we bleed courage. When people get around us, they're like, I don't know what's wrong with you, but I'm encouraged to stand next to you. I I feel better. Can Can you stand next to me longer? What's going on in your life? I don't, I don't, I need more of what you got. Glory to God. Glory to God. He's with us. He's with us. Jesus is with us. And he, and, and he encourages... Here, here's Jesus. Look at the New Testament. Here's Jesus encouraging us. John 16, 33. <clears throat> Jesus in John 16, 33 says, These things I've spoken to you, that you might have peace. That in me you might have peace. He didn't say the world will have peace. He didn't say peace will be going on all around you. He said you'll be at peace no matter what's going on. Right? Right? Peace is not an absence of war. Peace is the ability to be at peace in war. Right? Peace is is not just calmness. Peace is the knowing that you're okay no matter where you are. Because your God has got you in His hand. Amen? That's peace. And He said, I'm, I'm giving you that peace. In the world, you'll have tribulation. He didn't say in your life. He said in the world. Right? People, people have tribulations. They say, oh, Jesus said I'd have tribulation. No, he said in the world they'd have tribulation. Right? He said in the world. But then he said, be of good cheer. And you know what that's translated is? Take courage. Be brave. Be very courageous. Be strong and courageous. There's many translations, but that's exactly what he says. He said, be strong and courageous, for I have overcome the world. Amen. Oh, okay, you need it in the Amplified Bible. Put it up in the Amplified. I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. I like perfect peace and confidence. Amen. In the world you have tribulation, trials, distress, and frustration. Anybody want any of those words? No. In the world you have tribulations and trials and distress and frustration, but be of good cheer. Take courage, be confident, certain, and undaunted. For I have overcome the world. I have deprived it of power to harm you and have conquered it for you. Glory to God. Oh, oh, you want to get sassy? You can get sassy now. Because not only does the world have no power over you, he's deprived it of that, but then not a, he went a step further. He just took victory over it for you. So you are a victory waiting to happen. You're not waiting for victory. You are a victory. Glory to God. You have the victory already. 
The devil, I don't care how many giants he throws in your path. I don't care how many problems, how many weapons. It doesn't matter. You are unconquerable. Because he is already conquered. Glory to God. And because we are, others should see this in us. We should live a life of victors. Amen? We should live a life of strong and courageous people. We should walk down. When something bad's happening, we look at it and we say, it's going to be okay. You know, what's that song? I got a feeling. I got a feeling everything's going to be all right. Why do you got that feeling? Because my Lord told me it would be okay. Amen? We don't, we don't get afraid. We don't get dismayed. We don't, oh my gosh, that's going on? The Lord probably didn't even know that. Nothing surprising him. He already answered it. It doesn't matter what question comes up, he already answered it. Ain't nothing new under the sun. People say, well, it's harder to be a teenager these days because all the stuff. No. The same sin is in the earth that's been in the earth all the time. I had the same opportunity to sin. Everyone had the same opportunity to sin. We either choose not to or we choose to. Youths, you ain't got to sin. Just like this testimony she read today, you ain't got to go crazy after you get out of high school. You can serve the Lord your God in peace. You can serve Him without condemnation. You can serve Him in love knowing that He cares every moment for you. Glory to God. And He'll bring you out quicker than He'll bring anybody. As quick. I don't say quicker because He's no respecter of persons. He loves you. And He wants you to serve Him every day of your life. Amen? Amen. We don't lose heart. 2 Corinthians 4, 16. says, therefore we don't lose heart. Why? We're not looking at the outside. We're not looking at what's going on. Right? We're looking at inwardly where we're being renewed day by day. What's it say? Verse, verse 17. Our light, affliction, it's for a moment. What's he saying? We're not losing heart. We're, not, we're strong and of good courage. We don't care what's going on outside. We, we, we've already won. We, they work a far more us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. These are light and momentary things. They, that's, see, that's what the devil uses, uses all these little things to get you discouraged. And every time something little comes your way, say ants at a picnic. I ain't picking up my, my blanket. I ain't picking up my basket. I'm stomping the ants. I'm having a picnic. That's what these problems are. They're ants at a picnic. Ants should never stop a picnic. If you're grilling burgers, keep on grilling. Make some brats too. I'll be there in a little bit. We fix our eyes... Not on what's seen, but what's unseen. What? what? What Joshua didn't see. He already had his eyes fixed on it. 
God promised us that land. I don't know how He's getting me to it, but He promised me that land. He fixed His eyes on what was unseen. He fixed His eyes on what He didn't have yet, but He knew He was going to have. Amen? And He was strong and of good courage. He didn't back off. He didn't draw back. He lived and walked by faith in the Word and of the love of God, and He refused not to have it. Amen? And that's who we are. Amen? We're going to have it. We're going to have all of it. And then we're going to encourage others to have it too. Amen? Let's look at 1 Corinthians 16. We'll end with this. Verse 13 and 14. Let's read it in the NIV. God says, Be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be men of courage. Be strong. Sounds like what he told Joshua. Be strong and of good courage. And then what did he say to do after that? Do everything in love. Strong and courageous and love, all in the same sentence. You know, people think love is mamby-pamby. Love's not mamby-pamby. How hard is it not to demand your own way? How hard is it to not to be selfless? Huh? Love is not mamby-pamby. Love is the strongest power in the universe. And you knew you weren't going to get out of here without hearing something about love. Because when you're strong and courageous and you begin to do everything in love, then you have an unfailing difference in this earth. You have now made a difference in everything you do, every, every place you go, because you are unfailing. You have a zero chance of failing because you're strong and courageous and you do everything in love. Love is the power faith steps out onto. Love is the foundation of all things. I don't care about faith if you don't have love to step onto. You're falling. Amen? But when you begin to do everything in love, then you have faith that stands forever and you have a hope that is eternal. And you will be strong and courageous the rest of your life and you will draw people to the cross and to Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Got a song, Susan? Sing it. Be bold. Be bold. Be strong. Be strong. For the Lord thy God is with thee.